because I do believe that they both might be butter. No, I believe that it's Frithcast time. I believe you're right. It is Frithcast time. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Settle in, warm your knees, grab a blanket, it's a wee bit nippy. It really rather is, it's especially... to get that way, isn't it? Especially around the little toesy woes. Toesy woes? The toesy woes. This is what the goblin has. The yes, yes, it does rather, yes. Oh. <laughs> see the little goblin, see his little feet. Yes! And his little nosy woes, it wasn't toes. No, it wasn't toes. It was feet, but it was nosy woes. Isn't the goblin sweet? And everybody goes, yes! Okay. Thanks. Just thought I'd mention it. Um, so, we are here to do a Frithcast. Um, I'm trying not to rustle this blanket too much. Um, it's a good blanket, that. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to turn the background fire up to try and like drown it out a little bit. Um, but in the meantime, um, yeah. if I if I hand over some airspace to you so you can actually get a word in edgeways, you can explain what we're doing. I'm gonna take a big deep breath in. And go. <gasps> Welcome to Frithcast One Six Seven. Terms and conditions apply. Please see your local site for details. Thank you. Allow twenty eight days for delivery. Oh, I missed that. Remember that? I missed that. Remember that? I don't know. When When did that go away? I don't know. Anytime you wanted to order something, you, you like sent mail off... mail order. You had to send a little coupon. You had to cut out a little coupon from Off your magazine your or your newspaper. Box. Yeah, and it would say, Fill it allow in. 28 days for delivery. I'm yeah. Like, Where are you sending it from? The Arctic Circle? Come well, this on. is the thing. Because if you said that now, people would just laugh and go somewhere else. They'd riot. It's like, what do you mean Please you're not going to... Please allow gonna... 28 minutes for delivery. Yeah. Much more likely. What do you mean it's not going to be on my door by the time I get up in the morning? What, yeah. What's going on? Well, not in the morning, obviously. Oh, but say I order it, like, tonight. It's going to be waiting for me by the time I get home tomorrow evening. And that's the way people expect it to be. Yeah. This is 28 like, days. 28 days. But that's what the world used to be like. It did. And I don't know when it went away, but it did. Somewhere... In between then and now, it went away. I think it was about the time of... It was about the time when people started getting ISDN internet connections. Was that before or after the leg warmers? That was a little bit after leg warmers. Roller skates? After roller skates. Before roller blades, though, possibly. Rainbow bright. I don't know what that is. I'll talk you through it later. Okay. Yeah. I I sort of I sort of fell off all of this at around the fourteen hundred board modem. That was it. You fell off the fourteen hundred board modem. I fell off the whole human progress thing. That's like falling off the surfboard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The fourteen hundred board modem came along and went, Ta da! I'm faster than the three hundred board that you've been using up till now. Well, yeah. You can access BBS Whoa. BBS. I was going to say BBS websites. They weren't websites. There wasn't a web. There was just it's just BBS. There was just <laughs> people who put like little. It was like the miracle of CFAX. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like CFAX, teletext. It was like teletext, but more interactive-ish, because you could actually type things in rather than just like three-digit numbers. Mm. Oh, oh, technology. 
Yeah. What have you so done? Somewhere along the way, the 28 days later thing went away and we ended up with 28 minutes and now it's late. So let's do a frithcast. Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. What are we talking about tonight? Well, oh, do you want to do music first? We want to do hello and introductions and then do music. Or music and then introductions. Music first. Okay, music first. Music goes here. Music goes here. introductions god this is professional <laughs> oh my dear i've lost hang on a minute <laughs> what are we doing <sighs> well if we stop to think about it then, yeah that's you know. the problem isn't it that's the problem if we stop to think about it we'll go what are we doing and then we'll <laughs> Just grab another brisket of choice as the tin comes round. It'll be fine. We've got a nice, warm, virtual campfire on a chilly, clear night. We can see all the stars. We've got a big blanket thing going on. And we've got biscuits. Ginger nuts. How? I don't know. I didn't check. (laughs) I mean, it's a very personal question. (laughs) Generally, you say hello first. Ginger nuts. You! You there! Ginger nuts! <clears throat> you say. I'm just... I'm just offering people biscuits. That's polite, isn't it? Oh! I like when people offer me bourbon. Bourbon? Bourbon. Biscuits. The, the little biscuits. The little chocolate biscuits. With the chocolatey bit in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that's what... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Completely. Mm. What are we talking about tonight? I thought we took shoes. I mean... Why would you not? We haven't talked good. about shoes before. We haven't. I don't think we've talked about shoes. Why are we talking about shoes today? I mean, I'm not that I'm... We could do a shoe podcast if you wanted to. Well, you know. We could do... <gasps> Podiatrists look after feet. They do. Pod- so, podcast... Anyway, carry on. Why are we talking about shoes? Well, we ought to say hello first. Oh, good point. Hello, lovely listeners. Point. Good point. I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm a heathen with a head full of stuff. And I'm Kate. And I'm not a heathen. I'm a hanger-on. And I have a head full of... Other stuff. Very little of any use other than Star Trek trivia. Still good. There are times when it's useful. Still good. Yeah, yeah. We're still good. Anyway, do go on. Shoes. Shoes, yes. Yes. So what brings your um, meandering um, mental um, musings to shoes? Well, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. 
And the answer is, yes, Lola, I'd love to. <laughs> the answer is always, yes, Lola, I'd love to. We know this. We do. We so know this. What's the question? Uh, I don't know. I didn't have one really. Oh right, fair enough. As far as that quote, to be honest. Oh, it was just a. It was a. It was a. It was a. What do you call it? It was a. It was a thing. A thing. It was. It was a silent thing of vengeance, like yesterday's sprouts. It was that kind of thing. Ooh, they're not always so silent, though, are they? No, they are. Well, they're silent. They're just not very unnoticeable. It was a really bad segue. He's only got one wheel. You end up going round in circles. <laughs> Little tiny, tiny circles. <laughs> like that. <laughs> A broken segue. Um, Hold tight, Min. We're going 0.3 miles an hour. <laughs> Had we actually better do an actual <laughs> podcast <laughs> at some point tonight? Because I'm having way too much fun. I know, but it's like... Now I want to talk shoes. I know you want to talk shoes, but why? Why? Because there's a dude with a shoe that we haven't actually talked about in our 166 episodes. Welcome to episode 167, by the way. I think we've said that, but Have we? Yes, that. We have never talked about the dude with the shoe. Who is the dude with the shoe? Vida. Vida. Or Vida. 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 And who... Who he... The one with the shoe. Just told you. Okay, I accelerated into that at some considerable <laughs> speed. Right, so <clears throat> who is Vidar and what is the relevance of his shoe? Vidar is technically son of Odin, but he kind of feels... Do you remember like all those sort of soap operas where you get kind of like... Surprise, this is my adult son who's just arrived for this entire storyline that we've never oh, mentioned yeah, we've before. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and never... everybody suddenly accepts him as being there. Oh yeah, well we all we all we all knew you before the cameras started rolling. Yeah, we, yeah. we did for the last twenty-three years of soap opera that we've never seen you or heard your name mentioned or seen a photograph of you anywhere or nothing. And, and this is not... Ta-da! Instant character, just add water. Vida feels like that. And this is not that you've got sort of prequel or remake uh, syndrome. So it's like in <coughs> uh, various series of Star Trek that introduce relatives of Spock. Yeah. So <sighs> Star Trek V introduces Cybok, who is suddenly Spock's brother. Yeah. that nobody's ever heard of anything of before. And then Star Trek Discovery introduces Michael Burnham, Who's who is Spock's half-sister. Sort of adoptive slash adoptive foster sister. slash sister. Yeah. <clears throat> who's been with, them, with him since they were both tiny children, raised on Vulcan, and nobody's ever mentioned her before. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously because people are having ideas and they're going, and it's like a going concern and people are doing remakes, mm. like I say, remakes and prequels and so forth. But yeah. So, we are retconning. Retconning. I'm yes. not... Only he's not a very good retcon, and he kind of happens at the same, in the same documents that everybody else does, so he can't even re- be kind of shoehorned in. See what I did there? That was bad. He can't even be put in there as a, oh, look, this is a prequel series, because it isn't. Heimdall has the Galahorn. Vidar has the shoehorn. Yes. Okay. No, no. But all right. Kind of. So he appears in the 
um, what are we calling it? In the last, effectively in the last days. Okay. He appears as Odin's full-grown son, just add water, dehydrated, you know, child, just add water. Bong! Comes up dragons. Insta-child, comes up dragons. Teeth. Yeah. Dragon's teeth. Yes. Should say, should say, comes up dragons on the packet. Should. Never does. Go on. Suitable so. for children aged three plus. <laughs> so Vithar turns up. He does. Fully grown, like, insta-son. Yeah. Turns up as a son of Odin. I mean, we've we've met some of the sons of Odin. I didn't we've realize we've met, met that many. I mean, we, I know. I we've know met about like Thor. Baldur and Thor. Is Baldur a son of Odin? Yeah. I did not know that. Odin and Frigga. I don't think I knew that. Why did I not know that? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. So we've met them. We've met other sons of Odin, but this is a, like a completely new. Son of Odin, and the only time he's mentioned is in the same breath of, and he's here to revenge his father who will die at Ragnarok. He's here to, he's here to revenge his father who will die at Ragnarok. Yeah, hasn't died yet. So he's here to prevenge his father, basically. Yeah. Okay. Just warming up by murdering a cappuccino. As you do. You, of course you do. All right. So. He's... And a ginger nut. You know how and it is. Indeed. You've got to do it. So he turns up sort of at the last minute when everybody's winding up towards the big yeah. finale. Everybody's doing their arming up montage. Yeah. And suddenly Pulling you've got like an extra character. Off the rack and everything. Yeah, yeah, all of yeah. that kind of, you know, knife in the boot, second knife down the back of the trousers, don't sit down, it will hurt. Slapping uh, power cells into your phaser rifles, that's all sort of that. All of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and turning him on and listening to the go. Yeah, there you go. Don't cross the swords. Yeah, okay, the rules are getting complicated now. They so... do when I'm in this kind of space. <laughs> so, yeah, he just kind of ends up arriving in the middle of the arming up for war montage and starts grabbing stuff off the racks and everybody's like, oh, hey, Vida, good to see you, man. Glad you could join us. <laughs> He's never turned up before now. He's not even in any so, of the other stuff. So what... I don't know which, which question to ask first. So like, <laughs> let's, let's go with, so what do we know about him? What, what is described? That's essentially it. That's all we know. He just turns He's, up... He's kind of, he arrives because he's going to avenge his father's death at the Ragnarok, which mm -hmm. hasn't happened by the time he starts arriving. Oh, you know, it's, they have this whole complicated... Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly thing and, going on. Fate yeah, and, that. And, and prophecy thing going on. So he's known for that. He's mm -hmm. known for the fact he's going to kill the wolf Fenrir. Yep. Because Fenrir kills Odin, Vidar kills Fenrir. Okay. And he kills Fenrir by stepping on his bottom jaw and snapping... Oh, he Like... Oh, he does! He does! And I've just realised... Because a couple of episodes ago we were talking about the series that would be... The TV series that we've been watching. Yes. And there is a sequence in that which mirrors the killing of Fenrir by... Vidar there. Yes. But I completely forgot about the whole the way he was doing it by by doing the jaws thing, like ripping the jaw apart. And I completely yeah. didn't register that at all while I was watching the show. I'm sitting there watching it, and it just passed me totally by. 
Whoosh. Anyway, so he he the does for point Fenrir. of this episode. And Fenrir was a... <laughs> carry on. And Fenrir was a child of Loki. Yes. And Angrabotha. Angrabotha, one of the three, what they call the monstrous children. Mm-hmm. The of... others being Jormungand and Hell. Hell. Yes. Yeah. So Fenrir being the wolf that gets too big, the gods think he's getting too powerful. Mm. They try and bind him. They make a game out of it. They bind him with a a cord made of nine impossible things, but Fenrir smells the trap. Tyr loses his hand and the wolf is bound. But closer to the Ragnarok, Fenrir breaks free and that's one of the prequel things that happens. Right. So, yeah, Vidar kind of arrives is announced as Odin's son that he's going to avenge him at the Ragnarok. There's then a whole bit about the shoe. Yes, now he's the shoe. Got a shoe called Iron Shoe. What do we know about the shoe? It's iron and it's a shoe. No, it's just called Iron Shoe. And he's basically built up the soul of the Iron Shoe so that when he steps on the wolf's jaws, the teeth won't reach his toesy woeses and hurt his pinkies. So he takes, when humans make shoes and they're throwing away all the scrap bits of leather, Vidar is collecting all of those up and using them to insulate the bottom of Iron Shoe, which he's going to stamp on the wolf's bottom jaw with. He's and making himself at least one kick-ass platform there. He I is would, making himself a seriously good-looking platform. I would hope he's doing two shoes. He, cause... As far as I know, he just does the one. Ooh, I know. You just need like a little pair of wheels on the other one or something. <laughs> I don't know, but... the you know The other thing that we know about him, one, he avenges his father, or he's due to avenge his father at the Ragnarok, which he mm. does, yep. in exactly the matter prescribed... Yep. The second is he uses Iron Shoe as part of that, and in his preparations for Ragnarok, while his father is scouring Midgard for the most cunning and bravest and courageous warriors to pre-select for the Einherjar, to feast and fight in Valhalla until Ragnarok comes... Knowing that they're not going to win... Knowing that they're not going to win... His amazing, fully adult-formed son who has just popped in, but ha-ha-ha, it's okay because everybody knows him but us, yeah. is collecting bits of shoe leather. I mean, to be fair, isn't Loki connecting, collecting, like, fingernails or something? Yes, to make so, a ship of nails. So, yeah. to be honest, it's not the most baffling thing that people could be spending time doing. I mean, and if he knows... He obviously knows because he's come to the party equipped with the thing that he needs to step on Fenrir's jaw and do the thing. Yes. So really, if you know that exactly what's going to happen and the only thing you're going to be required to do that's useful in that battle involves standing heavily on somebody's lower jaw and going... Yeah. Why not spend all your time on the lead up to that, building the biggest, kickiest, assiest, platform, reinforciest, yeah, tooth 
proofiest shoe Tooth you could possibly shoe. build. Yeah, they're like a very, very early version of Doc Martens. They are the toothproof shoe. Yeah. Just one. They never oh, yeah, quite yeah. got the hang of a pair. That, 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 that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Um, so, you know, yes, it sounds silly. But it's not the weirdest thing that happens. I know. I know it's not the weirdest thing that happens in in the, in the things that we have covered. <laughs> it's not even in the top ten weirdest things that happen in Norse mythology. But yeah, he collects shoe leather and he uses those scraps of leather to build up iron shoe. There was a ghost seal once. There is a ghost seal. There is so, a ghost seal whack-a-mole because he comes up in a fireplace. That's right. <clears throat> so, um, he defeats Fenrir. Yes. Um, what happens then? He is, as far as I remember one of the new generation of gods who survives the Ragnarok. Okay. So he kind of comes in like, you know, if this was a TV series, he'd be coming in one episode before the finale. <laughs> and suddenly there'd be this introduction of this new character from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And then he ends up going into season two and, and being quite a big player in that. And mm. it's just like, wait a second, who are you? Where did you come from? So the only other description we have of him is sitting on a horse in a broad meadow, what's described as a broad meadow, and it's only a few lines, mm. saying that he is ready and willing to avenge his father, right. who hasn't died yet. Okay, well, you know, these, these people are not necessarily bound <clears throat> by the same... Time um, constraints. Temporal <clears throat> linearity that... They're really not. ...kind of tie up the rest of us, you know. They're, they're, they're so not. No, so, yeah, they have got a whole, I mean, you get descriptions of, uh, Vidar is known as the silent god. Okay. So, don't expect him to be a chatterbox, because it ain't happening. Well, with a name like that, well, it's no. not gonna. Exactly. So, he's very much, there are some very sparse accounts of those who are oathed to vengeance or revenge, mm -hmm. then taking an oath of silence until that revenge is complete or that vengeance is that task is done. I'm pretty sure I've heard of that somewhere yeah. before. I've seen that. I've I've heard of that in a film or something. So Vidar is known as the silent god because he will be taking revenge on Fenrir for Odin's death, which hasn't happened. His yet. father's death, which hasn't happened yet. So yeah, shoes. So, <clears throat> tell me about when, I mean, in terms of the, the uh, assembly or the compilation of the mid-cycle, where do we think Vidar came from? And I ask advisedly because I'm conscious you've, you've said that he's one of the sons of Odin and another of the sons of Odin is Baldur. Yes. And one thing I know about Baldur is that he appeared relatively late on. Yeah, about two-thirds of the way through. He is uh, somebody who... There's been discussion, from what I understand and seem to remember, there's been some discussion amongst academics and scholars and various studiers of the, the mythology and, and, and so forth, suggesting that he is influenced perhaps by later Christian 
it's possible imagery yeah. because he's very much the sort of <clears throat> the bright shining son basically son of god if you in one way. account I'm, I'm, I'm being yes. yeah i mean i'm being a little bit clumsy in how i'm phrasing that obviously but i'm you know, we've only got one episode and i'm just trying to <laughs> kind of basically the, so the idea is that that you know what i'm sort of getting at is is there any commonality between the arrival of Vidar in the the the, the sources for the myth cycle and the arrival of Baldur in the same things? Is there you know, any relationship there? Might have to kind of go away and have a think about that and have a dig because Baldur he effectively gets mentioned, as far as I know, like mentioned by name about two thirds of the way through. Mm. And it's odd because you don't start the myth cycle with all the characters getting named. They just kind of step into the spotlight and then disappear again. Yeah. And Vidar is very, very, like, very, very late on. Mm-hmm. He's just before you get the opening whistle for, Val- for for Ragnarok starting. Yeah. You suddenly get substitution on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of arrives with one platform shoe and one wheelie and trying to get himself on there as fast as he can. And... Yeah, he, he kind of doesn't arrive before that. Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot. I'm interested to know basically whether whether he arose because of influences from somewhere you know, else, cult- cultural interactions, or you know the, the 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 sort of the people who had these stories interacting with the people who had those stories. A little bit like um, like in my um, in in my sort of pantheon or whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, I look at uh, the goddess Diana in a very particular way with a particular sort of set of imagery and a set of, of, of symbols and all that kind of thing. But a lot of it came from Artemis. Mm. Now, well, now I say now, <clears throat> you know, by the by the, the later uh, duration of Roman paganism back then, they were considered to be the same. They were syncretized completely. Mm. So Diana was basically just another name for Artemis. But originally they were two completely separate yes. deities. And Diana was quite different because she was much more sort of numinous and, and, and she did different things and looked after different stuff. But they saw enough comparison between the two that they eventually came together. Yeah. Merged them together. And I'm I'm just interested to know whether you know, this was the sort of thing that used to happen with the Norse, the Scandinavian, the Germanic cultures as well. Do you know, I'm not sure. I know we talked in the last episode about how they go about murder. Yes. And that you are expected to um, take a vengeance, Mm -hmm. else lose your claim to compensation for that act to happen. We were talking about the the Lex Talionis and... Yeah, all that kind of thing yeah. shall shall be the maximum punishment of the mm. law, and so Vida being set to a path of vengeance before that act has actually happened. Yeah, yeah, that kind of fits in with what we were learning about. If you're going to murder somebody, do it in broad daylight with witnesses, and everybody's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you did do that. That was all right. You know, you paid the fine. That was fine." Mm. Um, but yeah, he's not kind of they're, they're quite open about the fact that. Odin is going to die at the Ragnarok and Redar's going to avenge him and they're kind of fine with this. Yeah. <clears throat> so there are some... I think there are some accounts of things like um, 
taking a, an oath of vengeance and taking silence whilst that oath is is in motion, if you like. And once that vengeance is completed, then there can be conversation again. Or could it be, because we've talked before as well, about the helix of time and yes. how if you have a... Um, an eternal return kind of perspective on time. All mm. of this has happened before and all of this will happen again. Yes. Um, to borrow um, a phrase Thank you, Peter Pan. Popular TV and I was going to say Battlestar Galactica, but yes, it was Peter Pan first. But that was, it was weirdly inexplicable. But utterly fabulous. Yeah, that yeah. That, that phrase just suddenly happens at the start of Peter Pan. And then doesn't and then get touched it doesn't again. doesn't attach to anything. There's no, no reference to it. But, um, yeah, if you're... Almost I'm, like it's like Peter Pan Blink. Yes. Yes. Carry on. Timey-wimey stuff. Well, this yes. is exactly the thing I'm saying. I was just going to say, sort of, what if... If we, if we assume that time is heliacal rather than circular, if it's circular, you would never know there was a repeat because everything that happens... Will was exactly as it happened the first time. We are talking year of hell. There wouldn't be a first time. There'd just be the circle. Yes. If it's heliacal, then you can. It can be going round in what look like circles, but changing very, very gradually each time, or or in some subtle way, or some, mm. you know. Um, you get echoes of things that have happened before because they're so similar. What if Vidar wasn't in the myth cycle the mm. last time round the loop? And he's just, he is the change. And now he's the change. He's, he's appeared in the loop because things are developing and things are... And oh, it's like wow. every time we're going round... and that's an the whole, extra bit added. That's the whole point. Ragnarok keeps happening because we're going round and round and we're doing the same things wrong every time. And, but it's like gradually every time something changes. I feel like we need to be looking for Commander Data's pips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Norse are very into three, aren't they? They are very into three and oh. nines. You know, it's a there thing. You, go, you see? It's a thing. Just open so. the cargo bay door and... Blast us out of the way with a, a puff of air. You know, it's like... Whatever the crisis is, we've got to resolve it in 43 and a half minutes. Of course, with time because for adverts. That's the time with the adverts taken oh. out of it. It's... <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, I'm sorry. It just it just occurred to me to wonder. Maybe mm, yeah, maybe that's going to take some thinking. Maybe it's like he's been he's been put into the cycle this time round because it's necessary to have him as part of the mythology. And same for Balder. Yeah, you know, that it's necessary to have them as part of the 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 sequence of events because that makes puts us nearer to not having to do all the Ragnarok thing. And like thousands, maybe millions of cycles along, when they've when enough has changed. Whoa! It's just a thought. I just need to sit with that one for a bit. Okay. Lovely listeners. I would like you to know my brain has just exploded and melted out of my ears, and I need to go put it back in again. <laughs> Because my wife has just given me the most spectacular theological puzzle. And I need to go, like, just 
just sit and think about that one for a bit and just go away into a corner with a blanket. Sorry, dear. No, it was good. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. So, lovely listeners, to finish off this episode, we're going to say our goodbyes in a minute or so. And then I would like to leave you with a guided visualisation that I have written for Vida. Okay. Just as a way of finishing this off a little bit and picking up that imagery of him being in a broad meadow on a horse it's ringing in with that imagery Alrighty. so shall we shall we do the um the the uh, introducing ourselves backwards let's do that introducing ourselves away yes um romans they go in the house yes an ablative introduction. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> who are you? I'm not sure. <laughs> <sighs> Hello, lovely listeners. It's goodbye from her. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie's. <laughs> Talk to you all where next the, time. <laughs> where, where can the lovely listeners find you if they want to uh, find If they you? want to find, if you want to find, yeah, if you want to find us, you know where to find us. If Unless they've never listened Around to us before. Around the virtual campfire, you can find me on Facebook and the tattered remnants of Twitter, <laughs> now known by whatever letter we're calling it. Uh, whatever. You can find me on there at Githa in Jeans. And yeah. And if you want to find me, uh, your best bet is to find Suzanne and just ask her to tap me on the shoulder and tell me stuff. Yeah, that's good too. That's, that's probably most reliable. It works both ways. It's I fine. have a, I have a very erratic relationship with social media. It's all good. Your alternative is come and find the virtual, virtual campfire. Come and join lovely listeners from around the world. Come and have a biscuit kettles on you know the drill come and settle in and warm your knees and just chat random stuff that happens every now and again around the virtual campfire at on our discord server which you can find you can message either one of us and we will get you an invite to the virtual virtual campfire mm-hmm. or you can find us on facebook at frithcast pod and that will also get you a Discord invite. Indeed. Until then, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out now. So because I'm gonna leave, leave it to um, uh, Suzanne to uh, do her visualization. So I will say uh, bye bye, lovely listeners. And I, I, we, I, we. But I'm only, I'm, I'm, get next, uh, next, one six eight, next episode. See you then. Bye. Lovely listeners, it's the random reel. Next random reel next. See you then. Bye. It's gonna be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you then. Have a lovely, lovely time between now and then, and we will see you for our Yule episode in just over a couple of weeks' time for our random reel and our sixth anniversary celebrations. I know, right? We're six. We get to go to big school and everything. Oh, my <laughs> what are we doing anyway bye see you then welcome to this guided visualization 
in the meadow of high grass. Imagine you are on a wide path. The hard packed bare soil is dark, dusty and scattered with stones. To one side you can see a pine forest across the grasslands. Rising on the other side across grasslands are far mountains. The sloping sides covered in dull greens and rich browns until the dark rock continues upwards. To your side is a small river, fast flowing and clear, sparkling in the early sun. Somewhere up ahead is the noise of a short waterfall. The opposite bank is filled with brushwood, bare branches reaching upwards and waving in the breeze, casting long morning shadows. You can feel the winds gently moving the air around you. In front of you, the path weaves away from the river and heads through a meadow of high grass and brushwood. In the meadow you can see a short chestnut horse with a white blaze grazing off to one side, paler mane and tail glowing blonde bright in the low morning sun, winter coat rippling. You can choose to move through the high grass and brushwood, allowing it to flutter against you. Spend as long as you like here and know that you can return whenever you want to. When you are ready, you can turn around and find your way back to the path. You can move back down the path and head back towards the river. You can feel the small stones and dusty path underneath you as you move. Hear the river rushing and the distant waterfall. When you are ready, you can take a deeper breath and be gradually aware of your own body. You can choose to gently flex in a slow movement and feel what it's like to move before choosing to open your eyes.